Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, my friends, to tonight's Relax Like Go and Be with Charles show. Tonight, our show is Happy Hanukkah 2022. We're going to share about the Hanukkah miracle, the story behind it, and I have a very special guest joining me tonight who's going to share her family's journey and share with us about her heritage and her beliefs, and I'm happy to have her with us tonight, and happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends and families out there. Let's let the music play as it is relaxed. Welcome, 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 my friends, to tonight's Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles show. We're so glad to be with you tonight. And this is going to be a holiday week together, my friends. Tonight, we're celebrating and joining in with our friends and family that are Jewish from around the world and wishing them a happy Hanukkah, finding out a little bit more about Hanukkah, what it is they're celebrating, and what's the message for all of us. There's inspiring messages in all of the spiritual writings from all of the different belief systems. And tonight we're going to learn about that Hanukkah message, what the Hanukkah message miracle, and learn about what the Hanukkah message for all of us, all of us right now in our world might be. And then we're going to have, we're going to join together tonight in a prayer and a meditation for all of those who need it the most in our world. What a beautiful way to start off this holiday week. And I have a special friend that's going to be joining me tonight. We've been friends for many years. And uh, she's going to share, as a Jewish person, about Hanukkah and about a little bit about her family. If you, a very interesting night tonight, my friends. A good, a good way to start off this holiday week. And it just so happens that all of our shows this week are corresponding with some of the holidays. Now, Hanukkah actually started yesterday at sunset. Um, but we and many people around the world are begin to sell it on our American calendars. It, it puts it as today the 19th. Later this week on Wednesday, we're in it is Wednesday is the winter solstice, the Yule celebration. We're going to have Adam Bodie is going to be joining me. 
and we're going to have some other special guests joining us that are uh, pagan or that celebrate the solstice and the Yule, and we'll talk about that and how community prosperity and gratitude are the foundations of what we now know as Christmas, and we know that Yule and the Christian Christmas were kind of combined together, and many of the things, many of the traditions that we have as Christmas come from that Yule, that winter solstice that's been going on for thousands and thousands of years. That's going to be an exciting show. And then this week, we're not going to be with you on Friday the 23rd. We're going to be with you on Christmas Eve, Saturday, December 24th, at our normal time, 7 p.m., 10 p.m. on the East Coast. We're going to do a special Christmas Eve show, and that's going to be to welcome you to a Christmas Eve celebration of Jesus Christ, the love for all in the world, and the Christ consciousness and what it brings into each of us. We're going to have a special Christmas Eve prayer meditation all week long. We're going to be in some holiday meditation, some holiday connection together. We're very excited about it. We'll also be with you on the following week, the week before New Year's. We already have our show up that we're going to do on Friday, December 30th. So we're doing it the day before New Year's Eve. We're having a special New Year's Eve call-in show. We did a New Year's Eve call-in show last year. This year, we're inviting some of the special guests that we've had throughout the year to come and say hello and and have their own celebration and remembrances of this past year, what their inspirations are for the new year. And that's going to be an exciting show. You too, that's going to be a call-in show for everybody. So the show's already up there in our descriptions. The call-in number's there. We'll be really putting that information out there to everybody. Uh, so put that on your calendar, Friday, December 30th. The show goes live at 7. You can actually call in as early as 6.45 or 15 minutes before the show goes live. And we'll have a chance to talk with each other and get ready to have a wonderful night together on Friday, December 30th. So, And we will have some shows for you on Monday, Wednesday of next week. We're gonna, that'll, I'll be putting those out in the next couple of days. There are going to be some great shows to end the year next week as well. But this week, my friends, is our holiday weekend. We start tonight with Hanukkah. And what a beautiful story that is behind Hanukkah. And there are messages for all of us right up into this moment. And I'm excited to be able to invite somebody on that really knows and has experienced for herself the Jewish faith and what it's meant to her and what it meant to her family. So I'm going to bring her right on. Her name is Robin, and let's welcome Robin to the show. Robin, you are on the show. (laughs) Hello there. So Robin, and and for those obviously you don't know because you weren't here in this house, but earlier this evening, because this was this is really the second night of Hanukkah, so we were able to. We were able to, everyone in this household, we kind of participated together and with you while you were lighting that second candle and talking about what it meant. Uh, and I, I'm really proud that this year the in the White House, they're putting a menorah as part of the holiday celebrations. Long overdue. I can't believe they said for the first time. I'm like, really? Really? Wow. That's crazy. That's, that wow. seems like that would have happened before. But uh Let's let's talk with you a little bit, and and let's start with your your family and 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 your heritage. And uh, you have family that immigrated over 
to the uh, United I States? I do. On my mom's side, and I just found this out, um, my grandma and grandpa came. I was always told that they came from Russia. Come to find out, they actually came from um, Ukraine. The Ukraine, that, excuse me, my tongue isn't working. Right, the Ukrainian part of the Soviet Union at yeah. the time, yeah. Right, and mom or grandma always said Russian because it was the USSR. Right. Um, and so to her, it was part of Russia. But then when the war broke out between Russia and Ukraine, then I come to find out that where I was told grandma was born and raised in Kiev oh. is not Russian at all. Um, and I didn't know that until the war broke out. So that was an interesting fact that I just learned. Um, mm-hmm. And so your mother's other- family came over from that part of the Soviet Union at that time, which was actually the Ukrainian yes. part. And and yes. so and that was your grandmother that came over. Yes, that was my grandma. Well, my grandpa was already here in the U.S. Um, and grandma came over a couple of years later. Now, they were not married at the time. They, they apparently, they didn't know each other, but they, neither of, they were not married to each other, and they hadn't planned specifically to come here and meet and marry. It just happened that they did. Ah, so now your father, your grandfather came over. Yes. He and came where did he come first. from? He came from the same area. Oh. Um, he was, uh, according to my mom, when he was still in Russia, or the USSR, he was a traveling rabbi. He would uh, go to different communities and um, stay there for a month or, or two months or whatever, teach any of them who, any of the boys or, or anyone else who wanted to take on the job of, the, of a rabbi and then move on to the next community. Oh, okay. So, so, that was, so he worked throughout that area. Yeah. He, he would have known all of it. And I remember my grandfather sitting in his chair and I was sitting at his feet and he was starting to teach me Hebrew. I mean, just a word here and there. And I mustn't have been more than maybe four, maybe five at the most at this time. And grandma came into the room and she was just, livid and she's yelling at him don't you be talking Hebrew you talk English we're in America you talk English she doesn't need to know Hebrew and unfortunately that puts the kibosh on me learning Hebrew now when your grandfather came over you said he was already here so your grandfather was that was your father already born Um, this is my mom's family. Oh, gotcha. Okay. On my mom's side. 
Yeah. Um, my on your father's side, my they mom, also came from the same area. Yes, my I don't know exactly if it was the same area. Dad never talked about his parents, and Mom didn't have a whole bunch of details. So I kind of got bits and pieces. But from what I got, it sounds more like Dad's family came from maybe Poland or uh, Germany, you know, that, that type of upbringing and area. And your dad came with him? Um, no, Dad was born here in the U.S. There were some of his brothers, because there was a very large family, there were some of his brothers who were born there who came with him. Uh, but Dad happened to be born here. And because his parents were just over from the old country, all of the children got named as if they were still in the old country. So my dad's actual name um, was Yisrael um, Orchowski. And when he came of legal age, all of the brothers and sisters decided they were going to change their names to make it more American, to fit in better. And Dad happened to choose the name Bunny as his first name, which, of course, we know is a girl's name. So I asked my mom, how did he get that name? And she told me that when Dad was in kindergarten and first grade, he had a girlfriend. Her name was Bunny. Well, older brothers and sisters being not very nice people most times, uh, they picked on Dad, you know, and started calling him Bunny. Well, by the time it came time for him to choose an American name, he was so used to being called Bunny, he just chose that. Oh, my goodness. So he, That's fine. Yeah. He went from... Israel Orchowski to Bunny Thornton, which I'm not sure which was worse. <laughs> right. Now, when you, when your grandparents came over, was that during the time of World War II, around that time period? or? Actually, it was before. before. My mom okay. was born here in the U.S., and she was born in 1914. Oh, wow, um, so way so before. Way before, yeah. Um, so I gather some other things that she's told me, that Grandma came over sometime around 1906, 1908, right around in there. And at that time, your grandfather was already here. Yes. So they came, he was they already here. And what had happened is he came over through Ellis Island and went to friends that he had up in New Haven, which is the southern part of Connecticut. When Grandma came over, she also went through Ellis Island, and she also had friends 
in the New Haven area. They were not the same friends that Grandpa had, but they were they lived in the same area. So Grandma went to her friends, and they happened to meet in New Haven, and that's where they lived most of their life. Wow. It, 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 and that's where all of you came from. Mm-hmm. So... So for you, were did the were there parts of the family? Were, did the did the family was was most of the family outwardly Jewish? Did they practice the Jewish faith? Was that depending on who or how did how did for uh, you you begin to understand and explore that part of your family and, and yourself? We were not um, religious Jews at all. We were not. Nothing. Um, the only thing that we that my mom did was she lit a candelabra at Hanukkah, and that was it. There was no other acknowledgement of being Jewish. Um, and she told me that because of where Dad worked, that. We couldn't front our religion because he could get fired. So we kept it on. We kept it quiet. Now, when I was, I think I was eleven. Um, when I went to see a cousin's bar mitzvah. And I didn't understand anything at all of what was going on, obviously. I'd not had any um, any background in it. But I knew because of all of the people there, because of just the attitude, and you could feel it in the air, that this was really important, um, that something major was happening. I didn't know what, but I knew something major was. And so I made a kind of a bargain at that point with God that if I was ever in a situation where I could learn about my Judaism, that I would pay it forward somehow. And I did meet a rabbi who was wonderful and was a wonderful teacher and took me on, um, willingly took me on. And he, you know, I learned a lot from him, more than I ever thought possible. Um, And I paid it forward for about 15 years by being a teacher at their Sunday school. Um, so that no child that I could reach would grow up without some basic knowledge of what it meant to be Jewish. That's awesome. And and the thing is that what your family did is what a lot of families did. And let's face it, there's anti-Semitism even in the world, even today. And Mm -hmm. and it's... and so many people, when they came over, 
And I and I've known different families that came from Japan, they came from India, they you know the, the different families that came over that were of different backgrounds often had to take that move of saying we're going to kind of go underground with this or we're going to kind of hide this because there are people that wouldn't take kindly to it even you know even though it makes no sense in the scheme of the world and the scheme of god and the scheme of you know to it doesn't matter there are some people that are racist and and anti-semitic and and it's you know as we know just in the past months there have been attacks and craziness that goes on uh, based on nothing, <laughs> because you're people yeah. like everyone yeah. else. Let's let's so and then, and then let's talk a little bit then about. Uh, so for you, you you as you like you said, you saw that you decided I want to learn more. I want to be involved. You helped at the temple and helped teach your children um, mm-hmm. as you can in your life. You've made it part of your practice, your connection. Um, let's talk a little bit about Hanukkah and okay. the history, whatever you'd like to share about that. We, we both talked some too, um, and the, but from your perspective and, and things that you learned, let's talk a little bit about what led up to that and then mm-hmm. that, you know, what everybody calls the, the Hanukkah miracle. But let's, let's back up in what was mm-hmm. going on in the world at that time that led right. to some of these things happening. Well, the Jews um, were, um, they were in a good spot. They, they were, um, they were treated as citizens. There, there wasn't any outward um, discrimination against them. They, they were well-liked. They were well-received. Um, and the king at the time, um, a, a Greek king, was very open to them. Unfortunately, when he died, his son took over. And I would love to be able to tell you the name of the son. However, I have never been able to pronounce it. I'm with um, I can you because I... It, I... Starts, <laughs> it starts with an A, and the yeah. word is about a mile and a half long. That's all I can tell you. Um, but he was not quite as favored with the Jews. Uh, they went into the temple and they, or to the, first they went to the Jews and they said, you can no longer study Torah and you can no longer uh, participate in any of the uh, practices of Judaism. Um, and in order to prove that you are willing to do this, here's some pork, eat it. Well, thank God the Jews refused to do this. So they went to the temple and they desecrated it. Um, they slaughtered animals there, particularly pigs. They um, knocked things over, broke it, uh, wrote on the walls. I mean, picture a group, a big group of kindergarten kids telling them, you can do whatever you want. Here's a bunch of crayons. Here's some paint. Have at it. And imagine the mess. That's what the soldiers did. Um, And so at that point, 
the priest who was in charge of the temple um, said, you know, no, no more. We're not going to take this. And he and his sons went up into the hills and decided that they had to take the temple back. They had to... um, they couldn't let the soldiers get away with that. So because they were a very small band of people who were not soldiers, they were, um, they were farmers. They were um, people, you know, pre, uh, the priests, the, just anybody. The temple workers, yeah. People. Yeah, exactly. They weren't soldiers. They, they didn't have any training. And, yeah. You know, what weapons they had were their daily tools that they worked with, um, not weapons of mass destruction. And so what they did very smartly is instead of meeting the soldiers head on, which would have been a disaster, they decided to sneak up on them at night when they were sleeping and kill them at that point where they could sneak in, they could do it, they could get out. Nobody would know who was there. Nobody would be after them for it. And it worked so well that the soldiers left. Um, they, they saw their numbers going down at a rather rapid rate, and they hightailed it back home. And at that time, which is where our miracle starts to come in, the Jews went to the temple and to clean it. Um, and that's how we know about the destruction that was done was by those who were there to clean it. And so in the cleaning, they found a little jar of oil that would last for one day. Um, The problem was in order to sanctify the, the temple, Uh, They wanted to do it immediately. They didn't want to wait, but it took eight days to make more oil because of the way it had to be processed. So they said, okay, we'll we'll light this oil, we'll do the dedication, and in the meantime, we'll get more oil, we'll, we'll process it so we have it. And the story goes that that little vial of oil that should have lasted one day ended up lasting eight days, which was long enough to get them a a more supply of oil that they could use in the temple, um, which is why Hanukkah is eight days long. Um, And so, you know, that's the wonderful kid's story. Um, And from that, you know, as an adult, I look at it as this little band of regular people did something amazing 
they they went beyond all odds to do what they needed to do. They they didn't back down. They didn't give up. They um, they worked together, and they they ended up winning. Um, you know, if if it could be called a win. And to me, that is the true miracle of Hanukkah, is that if you want something and you keep working for it, you don't give up, regardless of how far out of reach it looks. Um, you can get it. You know, there's there's always going to be times in our life where things happen and it doesn't work the way you want. But typically, if you work for something, you can do it. Um, you know, it's just a matter of keeping at it. Yes, and having that faith. And one of the things I've read about over the years, I've always not just that piece, but a lot of the, one of my favorites of all time, religiously or spiritually, if you want to put it, was Elijah, who was a, several hundred years before that period. But, but mm-hmm. the, the idea and what I read about is that even when Hanukkah was, you know, before, obviously, when it was happening, it wasn't a celebration yet. It was something that they were actually doing. But this, right. this, this, this war, if you want to call it that, this, the, more of an insurrection or more of a rebellion, that's right, where rebellion that was going on, mm-hmm. lasted several years. And so it had been right. several years since people had been able to practice their religion openly, do these, you know, have the temple to be part of. They were forced to publicly, like you said, worship or seem to worship or seem to go along with the Greek gods and things like that. Um, so at the time this it was happening it it wasn't it was actually it was real time happening and then later people decided it, very soon on an annual basis we're going to start celebrating this freedom and for for me part right. of the story is like you said part of the story is kind of the delay, David versus Goliath this small group of of people that had to be you know, whatever, you know, word you're, they, yeah, they had to be a little bit stealthy. They had to figure some things out. They had to work with what they had. And over several years, they were able to keep up the resistance enough that finally this king of Syria was like, I'm done. <laughs> Pull this people back. And they, yeah. they and, and that this was, for many people, this was the first time in several years they'd been able to celebrate it anyway. And, these, and that candle being lit and staying lit was really a symbol for them a sign of this time of oppression ending and and this time of celebration of being able to celebrate being able to be who all of you are for, so to me a deeper piece of that is also uh welcoming different cultures welcoming different ways of being spiritual and not being afraid of it just understanding it and if you come you know the three major religions well you know Per se, I know there's, there's Buddhists, there's the others out there as well, but the three major religions, Christian, Islam, and Jewish, all have a foundation that's the same. 
And one of the things that I've read over the years about Hanukkah is that, you know, I've even read an article, you know, why should Christians celebrate or why should Christians care about Hanukkah? Well, these, this is still where your religion grew from. You know, this is, yes. we got to remember that most of the early Christians were Jewish. <laughs> you uh-huh. know? So it's like, uh-huh. you know, it, it's good to know. And there is a story of being against all odds, but having faith and having a belief in, in your religion, your culture, your, your people. And, and like you said, you can, it, you know, the, you, we were both talking about before the show that, and I didn't realize it until recently that the president of Ukraine is Jewish and yes. he talked about the same battles that went on over these years and the resistance and that this is a metaphor of what's happening in Ukraine where this major country mm-hmm. is coming to get you and doing all these things and these people are not deterred because they want to live in freedom they want to live right in the ways they choose which is not just for the Jewish people it's for the Christian people for the Muslim people for the Buddhists that each person for the pagans, for the, you know, for the atheists. Everyone mm-hmm. gets to be who they are and experience spirituality in the way that they want to. And at different times, each of those groups have been up against it in a way. And certainly Ukraine, not just the Jewish Ukraine, all of the Ukrainian people are up against it and having to band together and come together. Um, so a lot of these things that, you know, People don't understand it's good for them to know and experience and know the stories behind it. And every religious story, every spiritual story has something that we can all take from it. And, and I, it was beautiful the way you put it in that any time that you're feeling up against it, that you're feeling that the odds are against you and that something hasn't turned out the way that you want, doesn't mean the battle's over. You can keep fighting. You can have that faith in yourself, in your spirituality, in your connection and create what it is that you need to create in your world. Don't let the odds, you know, the odds are against us all at any, any certain time. That said, we have to say that throughout history, and, and especially in our modern history, in my lifetime of 58 years, you're right around there. Um, there's every group, and I've seen it happen. We've saw it happen. You know, we've seen it happen in the recent years with Muslim and Islamic people who as a whole are very peaceful, loving people, but they have parts of their groups that are extreme and then they all get uh, attacked. Painted or, with or, that. Yes, mm-hmm. painted, that's a good thing, painted with it. And, and there are all these stereotypes, but tonight being Hanukkah, you know, when we look at our Jewish brothers and sisters and family out there, many of them for no other reason than that they are from a Jewish heritage have, there's just all this nonsense that has been propagated throughout the centuries, <laughs> centuries, but especially in our modern times in a lot of the racist and uh, white supremacist type movements where their lives have somehow leaked out and you hear people sometimes not even realizing what they're saying or how they're acting perpetuating Uh these ridiculous anti-Semitic remarks when these are just people from a certain part of the world that then throughout time were like all of us were scattered around the world and uh, we need to we need to educate ourselves and if you don't know a lot about it you want to learn more ask your Jewish friends and neighbors Go to a synagogue. Guess what? They're welcoming. Years ago, 
uh, I, when I was in the Navy, you could go to all these different uh, religious uh, ceremonies and services. And me being me and wanting to be at the time working towards being a, what I thought was going to be a Navy chaplain, I went to all of them. And I misunderstood at first and thought you couldn't be Jewish unless you were Jewish. Like you couldn't, I didn't understand about converting. I was a teenager at the time. So I went and lied at first and said my mother was Jewish. <laughs> and then after just a couple times of talking to, to the rabbi and different people, they quickly realized that probably wasn't the case, you know. Right. And uh, he said, oh, you know, right. you don't have to be born, you know, a, a Jewish to be Jewish. I'm like, oh, well, then my mom, I'll be honest, I don't like lying in a spiritual place. My mom's not Jewish, but I wanted to learn more and I wanted to understand more. And he was like, you can do that. <laughs> it's okay. Come on over, you know, and I spent a lot of time. And it, so many of the stories, again, the Old Testament, if you come from a Christian background, the Old Testament comes from, obviously, the Jewish faith. And, and there are many works being a mind, body, spirit type of guy like the Kabbalah. Uh, a lot of people don't realize how many things that are used in a spiritual sense, including numerology, astrology, uh, <laughs> easy for me astronomy. to say, astronomy, uh, astrology, the tarot. Many of those things have their basis that are come out of some of the very early and more mystic writings of uh, Jewish writings as well. So there's a lot mm-hmm. of shared heritage. When we go back thousands of years, we find out, guess what? We were all kind of learning from each other. And we all kind of, if someone took things from each other or expanded things, and we talked about too, and we'll talk more about on Wednesday, but how some of the things when, when Christianity was being con- declared the Church of Rome at a certain time, many, it, it was there was this combination of things to create the holidays and some of the holidays that we celebrate in a Christian way have their Jewish heritage, have their pieces that have been taken from Hanukkah, taken from Yule, taken from this, you know. Well, Um, it was, it was like I was saying when we were uh, lighting the menorah and saying the blessings that typically we would put the Hanukkah in a window or near a window. So it can be seen by everyone who passes by. Well, when you think of the Christmas tree, where is it typically placed? In front of a window. Same thing. Um, And so those who thought of having a Christmas tree took that part of it from their Jewish background of placing it near a window. Well, and I, as a kid, I, I think, I, you know, we talked about, you know, I grew up with some friends that were Jewish, and I always wondered and asked them about putting the candle in the window. And it was interesting because they had a, a similar story to yours in that when, when their grandparents had come over, and that was more around World War II, they had uh, hid their religion for a bit because they were afraid. And then for a lot of Jewish people over the years and, and modern Jewish people, putting that in the window was a way of letting other people know and a way of not being afraid, a way of saying, right. you know what, here's where we are. And here's Here what, if, you want to know, if you want to know more yeah. about it, ask us. But the feeling comfortable, and that's what his dad talked about, mm-hmm. my friend's dad, is that they felt comfortable 
and some pride in this is what we believe and this is what we're doing. And, and in especially the little town of a couple thousand I was in, that we had a, a, a strange mix for the little town in Iowa at the time that I was in. But when the families were Jewish or Muslim uh, or Buddhist, uh, they were a different tradition because I had friends that came from Japan that were a certain tradition there. They mm-hmm. really were the ambassadors to all the rest of us about what are you doing and why do you do it that way and what does this mean for you? Right. And right. in this little town, everyone got along. Everyone mm-hmm. wanted to learn and wanted to talk about it and wanted to share. And and I feel so lucky because I know other people that grew up in areas where that was not going on. Have you over your life felt like you've ever had uh, that's been an issue or do you feel like you've been able to be who, who you are and people have been very accepting of that? Um, as an adult, since I became a member of the synagogue here in town, uh, I have felt very um, welcomed there. And in some ways, I kind of push myself uh, into other people as far as my my religion is concerned. I'm one of those people who, when somebody says Merry Christmas, I will say to them, and Happy Hanukkah to you. Right. Um, you know, and, and that kind of thing. I wear a kippah most of the time, um, not necessarily to thumb my nose at anybody else, but just as a reminder to me um, to keep God in my head, to think about God on a regular basis. And I've had people, when I've taken the bus, I've had people make comments, both good and bad. Um, One time when I was taking the bus downtown and I was transferring buses, I had a group of of probably 20-somethings, and there must have been like maybe five or six of them who followed me and called out some things that I would rather not repeat. Right. you know, because of the the kippah, and I ended up going to the security there and saying, you know, I'm I'm being harassed. I'm very uncomfortable. Could you please escort me to my next bus and remain with me? And I was very fortunate that the security man I spoke to not only did that, but called others to disband the group who were with me. Um, but, you know, there, it just depends where you are and it depends too on how forward you are. You know, I've been on the bus and I had a couple of wonderful conversations. Uh, there was a gentleman sitting behind me one time and he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, you know, I don't mean to be rude and I don't, you know, mean to put your religion down but I've got some questions that I'm really interested in, you know, not not to come across as um, disliking Judaism, but just I don't know enough about it, and I would like to find out, and here you are, and it's a perfect opportunity. So we rode maybe 
we rode the bus from downtown Spokane out to Airway Heights, which at that time the route took us about 40 minutes. And the whole time he was asking questions and I was giving answers to the best of my ability. And I told him, you know, I am not a rabbi under any circumstances. I don't know a lot about many areas of Judaism. Um, you know, call the call the synagogue, talk to the rabbi. You know, it's it's no problem at all. And I don't know if he did or not, but I felt I felt very blessed when the conversation ended. Uh, not only that I could share my knowledge, but that he shared some of his spirituality with me as well. And just the fact that we were able to have that back and forth, that give and take, that we are in in history that allows us to do that was just a wonderful feeling for me. Now, when you talk about what you were wearing, for those that may not know, because what did you say it was that you were wearing, that you wear to remind oh. you of God? And Oh, I'm sorry. Um, a kippah. It kippah, is well. Tell people about um, what that is. A kippah is, is a, head, it's a head covering. Um, it can be anything from just a little round circle of fabric. Um, it can be sometimes you'll see um, more more along um, a hat, an actual hat made out of material. Um, if you look at the Hasim in yeah in um, New York, they wear what we would call out here a hat, a black hat, uh, but it is a head covering. And kippah yeah. is the Hebrew word, and many people know it as a yarmulke, which is the Yiddish word. Yes, and I just want to make sure that people that were maybe weren't sure what that was, they could go, oh, okay, because we've all seen that, right? But in, throughout the people that are, are Jewish. And then, like you said, some people wear it only at synagogue and different things, and other people yes. wear it throughout the day as a way of, of being who they yes. are. Yeah. And, and the fact that I can, um, the fact that I can go into a store or into a school or um, I went into a doctor's office today with the kippah on, and there were no negative comments, uh, at least none in my hearing. I don't know what was said after I left, but there was nothing in my hearing. And, you know, for me to be able to be who I am was really needed at that point. And that's probably the best thing that, you know, that we can in many countries of the world, including our own, we're kind of fighting to keep that in a sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in theory it's there, but in practice it's, it's challenged. And it's yes. so that, that it's, it's, and that's an amazing, I think that's part of the, the Hanukkah miracle. I think that's kind of the message for all of us is 
by accepting and respecting each other and celebrating each other, we learn from each other and we allow each other to to worship and to celebrate and to connect with God, God in the way that is special to us. And in, and in every religion, whether it's Wiccan or Pagan or Christian or Buddhist or Jewish or Islamic, it goes back thousands and thousands of years. And and what how blessed it is to be able to be in a place where that is okay, because there's been periods of time, and even in this period of time, there are places around the world that that wouldn't be welcome, or you would have to, you know, all the things going on in so many countries that are uh, either imposing one religion over another or denying the existence of any and, and the ability of anyone to be who they are, religious or non-religious. And I think that is something that we know don't just celebrate, but we have to keep fighting for because the battle is yes. not over. I mean, it's, it's come a long way. And from the time when your dad, when your mom said, no, we need to, we need to watch out because dad might get fired from work if people found out. We've come a long way since then, but I don't know in certain parts of the world or the country that that wouldn't still be the case, sadly. You know, so I think fighting yeah. for, fighting for equality for all, all, A-L-L, <laughs> is vitally yeah. important. And on a night like tonight, joining with and maybe learning a little bit about our Jewish friends and family and how we're all connected to some of those same stories, to some of those same experiences. Um, and therefore, we must have respect and must also have each other's backs. Even if you're not mm-hmm. Jewish and you see some people being anti-Semitic or saying some things or, or doing something, it's up to each of us to stand up with it and say, you know what, no, that's not okay. No, that's not true. I know many times in my lifetime where I've caught people repeating, and I won't even say any of them here, we all know what they are, but say some of the the gross mis- misinterpretations and just lies that have been made up uh, about Jewish people and about, you know, how they're controlling this world, you know, to the point of that in the most insane, but it's out there in 2022 that there's a Jewish satellite beaming things down here and doing stuff. Folks, this is all made up nonsense. They're loving, beautiful people just like the rest of us. And if we allow any people, religious or non-religious, ethnic background, sexuality background, area of the world that you come from background, uh, gender to be put down or less than, we're doing it to ourselves. We're doing it. it, it, it it'll all come around. <laughs> it'll mm-hmm. all come around. One, one of the stories that um, a previous rabbi um, told was how they um, one group of people was put down. And their rights, one at a time, were taken away. And nobody did anything. They all stood by and they all said, well, it's not me. I don't have to worry about it. It's not me. And when that group of people were uh, subjugated as much as they could be, then the next group of people had the same thing happen, slowly started um, taking away rights taking away freedoms. And again, the rest of the population stood by and said, well, it's not me. 
I don't have to worry about it. You know, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to cause waves. It's not me. And this went on and on and on until there was only one group of people left. And all of a sudden, they looked at each other and went, oh, my God, we're next. We're the only ones left. Now it's our turn, and there's nobody else there to help us, just like we did not help anyone else. And he tells the story so much better, but it really shows how um, how it trickles down and so how everyone is responsible when they see it to stop it. You know, it, it, I may see um, a Korean person having, you know, somebody saying something about them. And if my response is, it's not me, I don't have to worry about it, I need to remember that if whoever, be it government, be it other people, whoever it is, can put down one group based on their race, their religion, their their age, their uh, nationality, anything, eventually, if I don't do something to stop it, eventually it will be my turn and then it will be too late. Yes. Amazing. Good message. And it's, it's, it's very true. It's very true. You know, we've seen a lot of that, you know, discrimination goes a lot of ways and with, with oh, everything yeah. that happened with the virus, there are a lot of people and I even know some people who had talked about, you know, that they stopped going places and they stopped doing things because they were continually being harassed just for that. So it's something mm-hmm. for us, like you said, doesn't matter what the group is or where, why the reasoning for the uh, uh, discrimination or racism is. Right. It's, it's, it's up to each of us to, to, to keep each other in check and to remind each other that certain mm-hmm. jokes aren't funny and certain jokes and certain ways per- build and perpetuate. You might just be joking. Somebody else is going to take something seriously and go do something and hurt people. And right. that's, that's where it starts crossing lines. Well, thank you, Robin. Is there anything else you want to share tonight? Um, you know, I, I really appreciate being, being on here and being able to talk about um, a little bit about not only my religion, but my heritage as well. Uh, that's something that I really try to keep in the forefront and to remember that my relatives, my grandparents, my um, my parents, they went through a lot so that I can have the freedom to wear the kippah wherever I choose to go. And that's something that I need to make sure that I continue doing so that my sons or my grandchildren or, you know, maybe a friend's grandchildren will have that same privilege when they grow up. Awesome. And I understand. And thank you. Thank you for coming on and sharing the story and helping us understand a little bit more about 
Hanukkah, and I look forward to having you on in the future, too. We've talked for a long time about getting together and different things uh, uh, didn't work out. I'm so glad that you could be with us tonight, and I look forward to talking with you again. Thank you, Robin. All right. You're welcome, and you take care. You, too. Well, my friends, we've learned a lot tonight, and we've learned, and I think the the as I as we talked about and shared that the Hanukkah message for us all is, and Robin shared it so beautifully, is that for each individual, for each of us, when we feel like we're up against it, when we feel like the odds are against us, and there's no hope, that your faith, that your connection, that your belief in yourself, in your dream, in your God, in your way of being in your mission, and in your inspiration, and in what you're bringing to life, that belief can bring you the inspirations and bring you the wisdom and bring you the tenacity and, and strength that you need to make it through to what you want to bring to life, to bring it through for you to be all of who you are and be able to do it proudly and to be able to do it in a welcoming way and in a loving way to all those around you. And tonight, as we start this holiday week together with Hanukkah, I wanted to join together in a prayer and a meditation for all those who need it the most in our world. With Hanukkah being, in a, in the, like, like she shared, the miracle of the oil was when, when they took it back. The real miracle was the years of working together with faith to be able to get to that place where they could celebrate together. The reason it became something that, that is celebrated to this day it's because after years of being oppressed and not allowed to be who they were, they were able to, for the first time, come together and to be able to celebrate. And then the miracle of the oil took place. And we were talking, I was talking to Robin a little bit beforehand, because the miracle of the oil, to me, goes back to there's many times in religious texts that this miracle of, of knowing that we have, knowing what being a certain place of being grateful and being faithful and knowing that if you believe in yourself, you believe in what you have and you believe in, in your life and your way of being, that then there will be miracles that take place. And Elijah shared that were very similar to the oil lasting for eight days. One of my favorite stories of Elijah is when he comes out of the wilderness after years of another time when Someone had taken over and, and the Jewish faith was destroyed and he had been out in the wilderness for 10 years. He comes back and the first woman he runs into is a widowed woman and her son. And he says, if you'll take me in, please help me. And I'm, I'm the prophet Elijah. And so she said, I'd love to take you in, but all I have is, you know, barely enough oil and enough flour to make a loaf for my son and I. And I don't even know how we're going to eat after today. And Elijah said, if you believe, if you have faith, if you take me in and, and you offer if you become welcoming to me, then the oil and the flour will not run out. And the, the way the story goes is that over a period of time, every day she went and scooped out the last of the flour and the last of the oil, made a cake. And the next day, there was more oil, more oil and more flour. And the parable of that story, and I think the parable of the the menorah and the and the and the battles that went on to regain that ability to be in faith, is is believing in ourselves and believing that in each other, believing in each other, believing in giving what we can to those around us, helping those, not just in a religious way, but those, those that 
that are struggling the hardest in their life, the homeless situations they have, the millions of people we have in, in, that are in food crisis in the world, the, the unimaginable things that the Ukraine people are going through right now with losses of power and bombings coming in and their apartments and their schools and their churches and their hospitals being hit. And yet, out of a belief that they want to remain free, that they want to experience the freedom of being religiously and non-religiously and spiritually and sexually together as a people with freedoms for each person to be who they are is worth the fight. And they're putting in a major fight that many of us couldn't even imagine us going through. We can look back and, and like Robin shared, you can look back in time and see what your families went through in every different walk of life. You can see what the, what the generations before did for you to be open and free and who you are. But in any moment, that freedom can disappear if we don't encourage it and welcome it and live it in our lives. Living in our lives by being respectful and loving and supportive of all of the people that are around us and that freedom to each be all of who we are, my friends. And tonight, with everything that's going on in our world, I'd like us to take a few moments and join in a prayer and a meditation together. And I'd like to say thanks for Robin again tonight for sharing about her family and her journey and for what Hanukkah means. I want to thank her for sharing tonight the lighting of the candle together and having a few moments to focus on that. And before we get into our meditation tonight, I've got to give a beautiful shout out to Elizabeth DeFreyas, who provides us with the beautiful music that you hear on this show. And you can hear her music anytime you want at Heart Sounds by Elizabeth.com. It's right there in the show's description. You can go and listen to albums of her beautiful, relaxing meditation, spiritual music anytime you want to. She has much of it provided there for you free to listen to. And then you can, if you choose, download or purchase music. There's also a little tip jar there where you can say thank you, Elizabeth, for providing this beautiful music for us. She's also on Spotify and some of the streaming services. So just type in her name and copy and paste it right from the show's description and you can have this meditation music anytime you need. And my friends, we are listener-supported, both our mission and our show, and I'm so excited. Next week, we're coming into a year of being back with our show, and we've had some struggles ourselves throughout the year. We're going to talk about some of that next week, but we've been happy to be here with you, and we can only be here. We can only spread this message of love and respect and encouragement for everybody to be all of who they are with your help and your support. And you can send an email to relaxletgob at gmail.com. And we welcome your emails just to say hi, to share your questions, your comments, your experiences. Sometimes people share what they'd like to see on upcoming shows. And we've made upcoming shows. We've been like, okay, good idea. We'll do a show about that. But my friends, if you'll take a moment, and if you're in prosperity at this time of year, it's a time of year that you want to kind of help out with something, we would love to be part of your giving this year. And you can give any amount that feels good to you or that you can afford at this time, a small amount or a large amount that feels right to you. And you can just say, hey, send that email to relaxlet.gov at gmail.com and say, Charles, I'd like to make a one-time donation. Or you know what? Things are in such a place in my life that I can support the show and I'd like to make a monthly donation and either way when you make that donation when you send that email we send you a email back with an invoice that you pay at your convenience if you become a monthly supporter of the show you get an email each month you pay it at your convenience nothing automatically comes out and we are very thankful you help keep us on the air you help keep 
this message and of love and light going out to all those. And this time of year, we have our private session packages. I have three, five, and ten private session packages. We have a holiday special going on this time of year, and I've tried to make it accessible for everybody. And I will, if you need a session and finances are a problem for you, please reach out. I dedicate a part of my practice to working with those who need it the most. And those that do buy private session packages realize that their package is is supporting all of the mission and helping me to be able to be there for all those who need it in many different ways. And if you'd like to be interested in some private sessions, you can just send an email to relaxlegobgmail.com and say, Charles, I'm interested in private sessions, and we email you all the info you need. So, my friends, let's get relaxed. Let's get in a place of thinking for a moment about the messages of tonight, the messages of fighting against the odds, the messages of being able free to be who you are, and not just free to be who you are, but be able to be proud of your heritage, proud of your spirituality, proud of your inspirations and your missions in life. And we're all blessed if you live in a part of the world, and we know we're going worldwide. We know that we have people listening, and many of those places are places that are experiencing some freedoms. Many of those places, like us here in the USA and North America, are fighting still to keep freedoms for all of those around that need it. And then we have people in parts of the world that to be any part of who they are might be to put their own lives at risk. We have people in parts of the world that truly are struggling to eat a meal tonight. We have people in parts of the world that are dying from diseases we could easily cure. We have people in the world that are going through wars that we could not imagine ourselves having to go through for a moment, let alone months. And so let's take a moment tonight. We have many meditations and relaxations that we've done and we offer for our own in inspiration our own connection to mind and body and spirit but what i'd like to for you to do tonight my friends is to join with me join with me in a guided meditation and prayer for our world and for those who need it the most in our world so just allow yourself to get relaxed and peaceful for a few moments and allow yourself to let go of any struggles, any stress or anxiety in this moment and just become relaxed and peaceful. For a moment, let's allow ourselves, mind, body, and spirit to join with all of our Jewish brothers and sisters around the world that are in their spiritual places tonight and celebrating and focusing on those lights and that beautiful love and light and allow us to join with them and bring love to each one of them and celebrate in their freedoms to be all of who they are. And let's join together tonight with every mind and body and spirit listening to us live and those that listen to us later. Let's join together in a prayer and a meditation for our world. Let's take a few moments and just allow ourselves to feel that love and that light flowing from that menorah, flowing from that candle and connecting us with the beautiful light of the universe, the beautiful light of the creator, the beautiful light of, of what is God in the universe 
beyond our consciousness, beyond our awareness that we've all felt and experienced. We all know that God energy, that love energy that flows for the universe. And for a few moments, let's allow each of us, mind, body, and spirit, just to let go of our own thoughts, our own struggles, our own stresses, and just connect with that energy, connect with that light. Allow it to flow into your mind and body and bring you a peace. But for a few moments, allowing yourself to sense, to feel, to see and experience how that light, how that universal flow is flowing from you into all of those around you. For your family and friends, for your community. See that love and light connecting with all of us here in North America, with all of you there in Asia and Europe. With all of the peoples from Africa, from North and South America, all of the island nations, all of the beautiful people that make up all of the one. Each one of us connected to God, each one of us connected with this beautiful energy. In this moment, let's take our energy, our love, and our light and allow yourself to fill, feel it filling your heart, filling your soul, filling your mind. And allow yourself to take a few moments in your own way, in your own words, in your own expression, express bringing love and light and healing, inspiration and wisdom, and strength for those struggling in our world. gather into unity together, our souls connecting, inviting all of our spiritual entourage, all of the light beings, all of the elementals, all of our world, our planet, the energy is flowing from our dimension and the energy is flowing from all of the dimensions around us, everything in love and light, let's gather together, let's gather together in a prayer of peace, an experience of wisdom and inspiration for each of us and for those who need it the most. For those who may be struggling or lonely, for those that may be living in a part of the world where being all of who they are is not a possibility. And pray for their safety and their strength and their inspirations. For those around the world that are having to struggle to bring their freedoms, to be in a place where they can be all of who they are, to be in a place where they can eat, to be in a place where they can have the medical attention they need, to be in a place where they can experience any of the daily joys that we experience in our life. And let's make our prayers, our meditation tonight to send love and inspiration and strength to those who need it the most.
feel the energy flowing through your mind and body, spirit, your consciousness, and flowing out and connecting with all those around the world in this moment in the moments to come that are going to share in this experience, share in sending this love, this inspiration, this strength to all those who need it the most. Let's take a moment and ask for our own inspirations and our own wisdom. God, source, creator, all who is, bring us into our minds and our bodies and spirits the inspirations of the ways that we might bring love and respect and inclusion and compassion to all those who need it in our lives. Inspire us to find the ways that we can bring to life, inspirations and wisdoms and missions to help our community, the ways, guide us and connect us with the ways that we might be a part of the solution for those who are suffering the most in the world, for those that are suffering in our families, those that are suffering in our communities. Most awesome source creator, we pray with our minds and bodies and spirits that you can bring some peace, some inspiration, some strength into this world to those who need it the most. To bring us all to a place of compassion and love, inclusion. We're at a moment where we know that each of us as individuals we have the ability to make a difference in our worlds, in our community, in our friends and family, to bring compassion and respect and love and to support to all those who need it the most. We're thankful and grateful that in our worlds, we're able to have the things that we need and be blessed to live the lives and be blessed to be able to be all of who we are and how precious how precious that is. Inspire us to do all the things that we can in our own worlds to bring that freedom and compassion to each human on this planet. To share our prosperity, our wisdom, our inspirations and our missions with each other so that together we can be in a more in a world of love and peace, inclusion, and compassion. We ask all these things from our hearts and minds and connections to all that is and all that we understand and all that we're beginning to learn and experience that is this universal energy. We know with our intention, 
We know with our love, we know with our inspirations that we can change our worlds and that we can change the worlds for those around us. Thank you for that. Thank you for that awareness. Thank you for that connection. Thank you for the beautifulness of being in this life. And for those of us that are in places where we can be all of who we are, we are so grateful and we we want to know in our hearts and minds how precious that is and guide us with strength and wisdom to fight for that precious commodity, that precious experience of being all of who we are, last and spread throughout this world. We ask all this in the name and love and light. Amen. Thank you for joining with me in that celebration, my friends. Allow this time and this season and this holiday season, this end of the year season to be a time of reflection, time of inspiration, time of dedication to being all of who you are, my friends. We love you. If you're listening in parts of the world and we know that some of you are where things are are very tough, know that you're not alone and know that all of us are working together with you to bring those solutions and those inspirations to life. Know that you are a beautiful, amazing human being, a mind and body and spirit. And if you're living in a place of struggle, if you're living in a place of depression or hurt or oppression or abuse, please seek out, please work together, please reach out so that all of us can do everything that we can to bring love and peace and celebration to you. I love you, my friends. Have a beautiful Hanukkah evening. We'll be back with you on Wednesday for our celebration of Yule in the winter solstice. Good night, my friends.